ಓಂ ಗಣಪತಿಯ ನಮಃ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಿ ಗಾಯತ್ರಿ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಮಣಿಪದ್ಮೆ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡ್ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಮಣಿಪದ್ಮೆ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟುಡೇ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಐ ವುಡ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಯುವರ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಯೆಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ನಾವ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಆನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಯು ಒನ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಒನ್ ವೀಕ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು can share your answers with us via emailing that is to info.manipatme@gmail.com so for as this is our very second episode and uh, uh, you can say this is the first episode where we are going to start talking on sanatan dharma or the religious talks so i'll first ask the question the very first question and uh, i'll give you time as well to think you may not be able to send me emails but if you can then you can do that in this gap otherwise just take your time to think and be prepared and then we'll start the episode so the question is who is the supreme god or parabrahma let me repeat who is the supreme god or parabrahma that is today's topic take your time and before we start the episode i would like to i would like to introduce manipadme once again so if in case you have missed your first episode so we are manipadme and i would like to welcome you to manipadme which is an upcoming non-profit organization so it's not very easy to run a non-profit organization yet with a big dream in eyes coming from a family in india that is hyderabad from india we have started a website and a blog to begin with we're glad to announce that there will be many things coming up here and we are looking out for many helping hands as well you too can join us and give your helping hand whether in small or, or large tasks however we'd like to begin manipatme with a few things like puja samagri diet and yoga vedic blogs videos live sessions or classes and even podcasts which we are doing right now so the big picture is that we want to take our knowledge to the next generations that is the main goal however we are also interested in doing many other things like annadanam education provide career support or jivika etc so if you are talented if you have any skill that you would like to share with the society then you too can contribute by joining manipatma so that is it for the introduction and i would like to come back to the question that is who is the supreme god or who is parabrahma so in this gap i hope you have thought about it and have come up with some answer yes so yes who is parabrahma someone would say lord shiva someone may say ma parashakti and then someone would disagree with both and would say lord vishnu is the supreme god 
North Indians worship Lord Ganesha as supreme, while South Indians believe Lord Kartikeya is supreme. Not to forget, Lord Surya Bhagwan is also heard to be one. And then come some people who believe their Ishtadeva as supreme, where she or he is Ma Mahalakshmi, Lord Ram, Sri Radhe Krishna, or Lord Hanuman. But who is right? Who among these is the supreme god or goddess or Parabrahma? Many people are unwilling to hear the truth and stubbornly take only one name and fight the rest. And again, only few people accept the Advaita Siddhanta and say, every god is one and the same. But among them, not everyone has truly understood this Siddhanta. They are yet confused. To read this confusion completely, it is necessary to understand what is Advaita. And to understand Advaita, you also need to understand Dvaita first. Until you don't understand Dvaita and don't follow it, you can never move towards Advaita. Whether you believe it or not, that is true. Let me give an example. In your life, you give utmost respect to a few people. They could be your parents, siblings, uncles, aunts, etc. You give utmost love to your children and grandchildren. You try to protect this set of people from the rest of the world because these people belong to you. There is this belonging feeling that makes you do things for them. Why? You came from your parents and you carry their genes. You are an unavoidable part of your parents. The, th the same thing applies to your children as well. Are your children separate from you? They came from your body. Aren't they you? You and your partner together is nothing but your child. So you and your child in a way are same yet different. Unless you know your parents, your children, your partner, you can't understand that all are connected and one. Now apply the same to Dvaita and Advaita. Knowing God could be much complicated than this example, but it can be too difficult at the same time to know from whom you came. You cannot understand each and every God existing in this universe. I can give you another example here. Think of ocean and a drop in it. This drop, when looks at the ocean it came from, thinks it is different. It also thinks it is different from other drops in this ocean. But is it really true? This is Dvaita. Once the drop realizes that it came from the ocean and will again fall back in it and has same qualities as the ocean, it will realize that other drops are also same. This is Advaita. Knowing this is simple. But again, can the single drop know the entire ocean? It can know only what is visible to it. Similarly, Parabrahm is such ocean, knowing whom will take many births. But knowing that Parabrahm is the ultimate goal is simple to understand. Parabrahm has emerged into existence in many forms for certain purposes. 
Sure, he has taken the form of Lord Ram to kill Ravan, Lord Krishna to bless us with Gita, Madurga to kill Mahishasur, and provide the knowledge of Navdurga, etc. But are they all separate? No, they are all one and the same, yet separate because each form has its own uniqueness. Once you know him or her and start your sadhana, you gradually move towards Advaita unknowingly. Loving your family is common, but when you start loving each and every living being on this earth, it proves that you have moved towards Advaita, because you see the same God equally in everyone and everything. Now again, the question remains, who is the Supreme God or Parabrahma? The one who is complete is present in everyone and everything and contains everything within him or her is Parabrahma. Parabrahma exists even after Mahapralaya, Mahapralaya and when nothing exists. She or he who exists before Srishti and after Pralaya is Parabrahma. Words cannot explain Parabrahma. Yet, let's try. When Parabram decides to create a new Srishti, she or he, who is genderless and formless, takes a form and gives birth to various gods and devatas to assign tasks for a new Srishti, its Srishti, its Thiti and even Laya. In a living being's life, birth, life maintenance and death. If you didn't get me, let me explain it again. Srishti is nothing but the creation of this entire universe which you can also think of any living being's life as its birth and you can explain Stiti as life maintenance and Laya as death. Now that you know that Parabrahm is genderless and formless, you might have one question. Which form Parabrahma might have taken. Once you know the name, you can finally decide that this particular God is Parabrahma. Am I right? If I say that the very first form was Lord Shiva, then you would say yes, Lord Shiva is Parabrahma. If I say Lord Vishnu, then you would say yes, Lord Vishnu is Parabrahma. If I say Adi Shakti is, was the form, then you would say she is Parabrahma. But wait, there's more for you to understand. That is the six forms of Parabrahma. Yes, now that you know a bit about Parabrahma Tattva, you should also know that when the Tattva takes a form, that personality can be called Parabrahma. And in this universe, we have six such forms. They are Shiva, Shakti, Vishnu, Surya, Ganapati and Kartikeya. Thus we see different sects of people are called by different names based on whom they worship. If some people worship Lord Shiva, they are called Shaivas. If they worship Vishnu, then they are called Vaishnavas, etc. Now the question raises about other gods. Other gods and goddesses are not 
Parabrahm exactly, but they are devatas and devis who came from Parabrahma, but are just a part of them and not complete forms of Parabrahma. It's like a child is born with some qualities of each parent, but doesn't form exact and complete qualities of a parent. So you are still different from your parents. So, what's the, how did the universe begin? After Mahapralaya, there comes complete darkness without any light. There exists no God as well, but Parabrahma formless. This darkness is nothing but Mahakali. Mahakali means all darkness or black. This Shakti Swarupa has disappeared and remains only Mahakali. And the time that runs this universe can be called as Mahakal. Shiva when loses Shakti becomes Shav. He becomes Thir and goes into deep meditation. He becomes Virakt and loses all interest in the world when devoid of his other half Shakti. He is Purusha and when Prakriti leaves after Mahapralay, he closes his eyes too. Upon meditation for long period, he needs to move again for new Srishti and to move he needs Shakti. He does a large Hunkar which we call as Omkar. This Hunkar invokes Shakti in him and once Shakti awakes, she makes Shav into Shiv yet again and Shiva opens his eyes. Now Shiv Shakti are ready for a new Srishti. In fact, it was Shakti's wish to do a new Srishti of Brahmanda, else Shiva would remain so forever. This is why it is said that only a woman makes a house into a home. Without her, there is no Srishti or no home. Without her, Purusha remains either as a Brahmachari or Sanyasi doing nothing. It doesn't mean that a brahmachari doesn't do anything or a sannyasi doesn't do anything but srishti or a home a family grows the only when she is there he becomes a grihastha and takes responsibility towards srishti or family with the help of his shakti his feminine part his life partner hence a family begins with her and it is at most important to keep her happy it is said that Yatrastri Pujyati Ramante Tatra Devata Ma Shakti in the form of Prakriti has taken this world in her lap and takes care of it as mother. You can feel her love, anger, sorrow and even her strictness to teach her children life lessons throughout life. Similarly, Shakti does nothing without her Shiva or Purusha. She is the ultimate power and only Shiva can control her. You already know that energy needs to be contained, whether it is a wire, a bulb, or anything else. When Shiva Shakti come together, this Rishti can exist, else nothing goes smoothly. You can compare this with your own family. You grew up watching your parents, and you might have understood well enough that when they are happy together, work together, took responsibilities together, your family prospered and stayed happy, but when they fight and separate, nothing goes normal at home. Everything goes wrong. 
your education, health, career, everything gets disturbed. Shiv Shakti Union symbolizes this ultimate truth. Also note that Shiva is Arup or Nirakar, which means without any form. There is no particular form of Shiva, while Shakti is Rupa Rup, which means there exists numerous forms of her. She takes a form as required. She is Mahakali, she is Durga, she is Brahmacharini and she also is Dhumavati. It is just like energy has many forms but no fixed form. You might have studied at school that energy can neither be created because she exists always, nor destroyed but can be transformed from one form to another. And to understand this you need to know about Navdurga forms and you should also know that there are so many forms of her that you cannot even count on your fingers. She is present in Vishnu. She is present in Mahadev. She is present in Vinayaka. She is present in Kartikeya in feminine forms as well. For example, Maheshwari is the Stri Shakti of Maheshwar. Vaishnavi Narasimhi are also Stri Shaktis of Mahavishnu. And Vinayaki is the Stri Shakti of Lord Ganesha. True. Similarly, Indrani is Stri Shakti of Indra. Similarly, there are many forms. She has transformed from Mahakali to Lalita Tripura Sundari that is into a beautiful form. When Shiva is the cause of Srishti and Laya, she sits on Shiva and rules it and takes various forms as and when required. And when it's time, she again transforms into Mahakali, letting Mahakali take care of Laya. So we will talk about the story in detail on in another episode. Mahavishnu who is Swarup of Parabrahma which means he has a form and we describe him in many words as well. He always exists in Yoga Nidra on Adisesha. He also exists even after Mahapralaya as he is also Parabrahma. These are three. These three are Parabrahma Swarupas. When he is in deep meditation or Yoga Nidra, then a Kamal or Lotus is born from different parts of Mahavishnu in different Kalpas. On which is born Brahma, the creator. Let me tell you one point that each Kalpa has Yugas from Satya Yuga to Kali Yuga. If you don't know what a Kalpa is. From Mahavishnu. From Mahavishnu comes many Vishnu forms. Each for each Brahmanda. And comes Brahma and Shiva, Shiva Shakti for each Brahmanda as well. And yes, this proves that there are many Brahmandas in this universe. We will also talk about this in a different uh, episode in detail about Mahavishnu. So this story begins here, the beginning of the universe. Now what is the difference between Mahakal, Mahakali and Mahavishnu? 
You might have understood that Shiva and Shakti are equals. You also need to understand that there is no difference between Vishnu and Shiva as well. The only difference is that Shiva is Arupa or Nirakar while Vishnu has a Swarup or have Akar. Just like a husband and wife are equals, brother and sister are also equals. They are born from the same Garbha. Mahavishnu and Shakti are considered as siblings. Thus they are all same and equal. Similarly, Surya, Mahaganapati and Kartikeya were also born from Parabrahma, taking all the Parabrahma Tattva at the right time when this universe needed them. So if you may ask that they were born later, then how can they be Parabrahma? Mahaganapati has taken into form, taking all the Brahma, Brahma Tattva, Parabrahma Tattva from Ma Adi Shakti and Kartikeya born similarly taking all the Parabrahma Tattva from Lord Shiva. So we will talk about it later in another episode. Thus, based on a person's Ishtadeva or Ishtadevi, she or he can do Panchayatan Puja where you worship all the Parabrahma Swarupams together. However, Kartikeya is not added in this Puja. It is considered to be the best way to worship them as prescribed by Adi Shankaracharya. Based on whom you place in the center, it is named and the remaining gods are placed around it accordingly. So, we will talk about Panchayatan Puja also in another episode and if you want to know what it is, then you can, you have to stay tuned. So, until then, Shri Matre Namha, Om Namah Shivai. And wait, wait. What about next episode's question? Yes, so uh, the question is, what is Manipadmi? What is its importance? And you might have already heard about Manipadmeham. So what is it? We'll talk about this in the next episode. Meanwhile, you can share your opinions, your answers via email to fit to info.manipatmi at gmail.com without browsing. If possible, do not browse and share whatever you know. It doesn't matter whether it is right or wrong. Just share it and we'll talk about it in the next episode. Till then. Mm-hmm.